Welcome to The Herbal Iron, your podcast on all things holistic health, medical astrology, spirituality, herbalism, and so much more. Presented by your host, Ayur Atla, medical astrologist, herbalist, and naturopath. Let's dive right into today's topic, love and light. Are you looking for unique gifts for your loved one? Know someone that has an awesome knickknack collection needs some new pieces? Someone looking for some interesting items to add to their house? Then you need Faded Leaves by Josie. She creates handcrafted clay items that are cute collectible pieces from mushrooms, ramen bowls, fruit, pizza, and more. These handcrafted hand-painted items are sure to light up anyone's day. All items are sealed to protect them and shipped safely packaged to prevent breaking. Find Faded Leaves by Josie on Facebook to make your purchase today. Again, that's Faded Leaves by Josie on Facebook. Welcome back to The Herbal Iyer. I'm Iyer Atla, your host, and I am super excited about today's episode. I have Ashley Twitty here with me. She is a wellness witch and a women's empowerment mentor, and she is absolutely amazing. We have had so many great, awesome interactions and just conversations, and I thought that today's episode, I would let you in on one of those conversations that we have had. So I hope you really enjoy it. Welcome back to the Herbal Iyer, dear listeners. I am super excited to have Ashley Twitty here with me today. She is a wellness witch and a women's empowerment mentor. She has a master's in health promotions, over a decade of professional experience in behavioral health, mental health, um, recovery arenas with her personal magical life transformation, shifting from an unhealthy bitch to a wellness witch. And with all those elements combined, she has created a wealth, uh, sorry, a witchy wellness business that empowers female leaders to hit their goals without sacrificing their mental or physical health. Her programs are highly effective and therapeutic and encompass elements of nature, spirituality, human design, and recovery. And I am so excited you are here today. Welcome, Ashley. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) Yes, Ashley and I hit it off. I can't remember when now, but feels like ages ago. Um, She's like a wellness witch. I'm a green witch who works in wellness. So it was just like, right off the bat, like best friends. And uh, what she says very much resonates with what I say to you guys all the time. So I thought we would just have a conversation about all of that and let you tune in today. So Ashley, I know you said you went from an unhealthy bitch to a wellness witch. What really got that started for you? Um, Let's see. I like to attribute it to my uh, weight loss journey, to be honest, but I do think mm-hmm. it started before that, but some parts of it, you can't see until you're a little bit farther down the head or farther down the road, yeah. right? Farther ahead. Yes, but, um, for sure. Yeah. So it was just, it was being really, um, I was in an unhealthy place in general, right? I didn't have any good coping skills and I was really uncomfortable and I, wasn't physically well at all. And I just, I wasn't sure what to do about it. And so, um, at that point I thought it was just, I needed to lose weight. Losing weight was going to make me, was going to fix whatever was happening. Right. (laughs) So, um, that's how I started, um, getting into it. I started with a weight loss journey. Um, and once I realized that I could, 
lose weight and not have to do all the ridiculous things that everybody makes it seem like you have to do. If I just got in alignment with, with what um, was natural and came natural to humans, <laughs> that it would just happen more easily. Right. Right. Um, so in that, in that manner, that regard, like that kind of fueled, like, oh, if I can do this, what else am I in control of? Like, what else can I actually transform in my life? Right. Like maybe it's not meant to be misery and suffering for the entirety. Yeah. Um, Coming to that point is like, I think when you first get to that point, it's hard. Like, you know, you kind of have maybe some like, oh, like negative self-talk to yourself. Like, oh, why didn't I see this sooner? What's wrong with me? I should have done this. But if you can get past that point and stop beating yourself up for, you know, not knowing, because when you know better, you do better, then it really can open up a doorway to so much more and kind of get your journey started. So yeah, that's really cool. Mine is similar in a way, my journey. I don't think I realized that I was like not very healthy because that was just like my life (laughs) and you don't, you know, you live it all the time every day. So you just don't realize how bad your health like maybe truly is. But when I was diagnosed at 19 with endometriosis, it was kind of like a huge wake up call. Like, holy fuck, I'm only 19. I shouldn't have this really, you know, like terrible autoimmune disorder and so that did kind of start really lighting a fire under me but it wasn't until I turned 22 when I got the news that it had progressed and gotten worse and that basically it was you know gonna fuck up my whole life that I really felt like a fire lit under me and that's when I started really down the path to you know where it led me today and it's definitely been a journey (laughs) Because it's not been like one little, you know, straight line for sure. But yeah, that kind of really got me seen. And I don't, looking back, I was like, oh, yeah, I really have been behaving in some really unhealthy ways, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, you know. It's like you, uh, there was something you said the other day on Facebook. And I'm trying to remember if it was in your group or if it was on your personal page. Healthcare isn't really here to help your health or take care of you. And that it just has like keeps you in an endless loop of illness and relief and illness and relief. And pills are, you know, not a solution. They're a band-aid. And that's really true. And so uh, I talk about that a lot. One of my things I always say is like skills before pills. (laughs) Because if you don't have those skills, no matter how many pills you take, nothing is going to change. Not permanently, at least. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that ties into what I was going to say a second ago, too, is like you were saying it was just my life. And I didn't realize that it was that was there was a different way. Right. And I, mm-hmm. that's yep. very valid in that as in and even tying into the healthcare arena, because that's just how it is. That's how we see it. We don't know that there's another option. That there's another way. And there's mm-hmm. actually a more. Uh, natural way to, to do things yeah. that, that are that is more helpful because we're just so conditioned from birth right to seek mm-hmm. outward sources for how to take care of ourselves. to somebody else yeah. always knows better right the doctor always mm-hmm. knows better uh, the teacher your mom whoever everybody always knows better than you know and so you just get so accustomed to that and then um, to what you were saying it is, it is just, it's just like your life. So you don't realize there's another way out of it. Um, and that you can make changes or that you can find an alternative. And with the 
the whole healthcare industry, it is, uh, it's really reactive. It's not really helpful yeah, or help, yeah. it's not pre, what's the word, proactive. Um, yes, not at all. So it does, it keeps you in that loop. It's a constant loop. It's like, here's this, it'll make you feel better for a little while, but it's not addressing that root issue, whatever's going on that's mm -hmm. making it mad to begin with, right? I like to look, think about it like yeah. a car. When the check engine light's on, you can drive and keep going and leave that light on, right? Eventually it's gonna blow up. So like, yeah. that's what traditional um, synthetic meds do they like mask it it's like putting a little post-it note over the check engine light forget about it it's not really there it's good just keep driving right and then oh something massive happens because yeah. we've neglected to say hey and sit with ourselves and say what what's really happening with you what's going on in here what can we do to really give you what you need yeah I think a lot of that too stems from the way like society is now. Like, you know, back in the day, people, you know, went by their lives slower. It wasn't so hectic. It wasn't so busy. They didn't have to be in five different places by five o'clock and they didn't have their kids in seven different schools and their, you know, job was across town and they, you know, like it, there wasn't all of that. Life was a lot more simpler and people, you know, really, didn't weren't able to get to a doctor fast enough a lot of times so they live so far out or they just you know what like that just doesn't seem like a trip you know worthy trip into town like we need to save money on our gas and stuff or you know whatever and so they were more trusting in their bodies and they had more time to really sit and like contemplate what was happening we're kept now and so much in a state of like constant go, 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 go in that masculine energy, just living there constantly active, active, active and reactive that we don't have time to just sit, just be, just listen to our bodies. And when we do have time for that, we find that we can't just sit still and do that. Like our bodies are so primed to be running on that adrenaline constantly that when we don't have it running through our bodies, like people can't sit still and start listening to themselves because as soon as they do, they start getting anxiety because their body's like, oh good, we have five minutes here. Let me tell you what's wrong. And it starts listing all this stuff. And, and then they're like, oh, I, I can't do this. And they go back into doing something else because it's just, it's too much. Our nervous systems are just so over fried and just overworked all the time. Yeah, well, it's a, the constant state of uh, fight or flight at all times. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's not good for you. It, uh, as we've seen, it's not good for us. I mean, look how much disease there is in the world when there never used to be, you know, and so many people are so sick with so many like chronic health issues because of that very thing. The, you know, as they say, the paras, the sympathetic nervous system is like the fight and flight and the parasympathetic, which is the one you wanna be in is the rest and digest. And if you're not resting and digesting, then you're not healing. Yeah. Yeah. And so the body's always sending signals, but we're never listening. Right. We're never, we can't, yeah. we're not tuned. We're so separate. Like, and, and that's another conditioning piece too, because we're always taught, like, think with your head, blah, 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 blah. Like oh, it's all up here. Yes. It's all in your mind. <laughs> and when you really start to put the pieces together, you're like, oh my gosh, there's a whole body that stores and like sends signals and does all this cool stuff. Right. Yeah. And we've, we we can't forget about it because it's attached to us, but we've definitely neglected and not listened. And we're so tuned out from it that we, we can't hear what it's trying to tell us. And then we're like also conditioned to 
uh, be mad about it and get like berate ourselves. Like, oh, I'm just, you know, people are always like my stupid back or my, my stupid feet are hurting, (laughs) you know, like, Hey, it's a signal. What have you done for them lately? Right. What have you done to Mm -hmm. take care of it lately? Yeah. We talk down to ourselves so much in this society everybody's inner thoughts about themselves are so negative it seems and it's hard to get into a healthy mindset when that's where your brain is all the time because you know your thoughts really do create your reality so all of them are so negative about you about other people about the world around you then that's all you're going to see is that negativity and that you know anger and that hurt and it's not going to allow you to heal you have to really work on kind of changing your inner self before you can really start changing your outer self and how that presents to the world. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, even with, with me saying that my thing started with weight loss, I do think it started with a, with my mind was starting to transform slightly before I embarked on that. Right. It was like in that moment, like I made a decision that I was going to commit to that and I didn't care what it took. I was going to figure it out. Right. And so in that, that's like a, a mind thing. Like I'm changing the Mm -hmm. pattern of thinking instead of being stuck back in the, in the victim pattern and everything's happening to me. Um, I was shifting and taking charge of things in that, in that respect back, not to say that in that moment, I had that awareness. I didn't, right. You can't only see certain things in hindsight but it's that decision of mm-hmm. I'm going to shift the way things are happening. Yeah. Things are happening for me, not to me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's not, hard to see sometimes. Yeah. We're not always in control. Like as a matter of fact, it's so funny no. <laughs> how, how paradoxical everything is, is that like you can get in control of yourself, but only to a certain extent because we're not truly in control of anything. Right. So it's like bringing it back and forth and then it's, it gets real interesting, squirrely in there. It does for sure. (laughs) And uh, yeah. Oh, there was something I was going to say. My mind just went blank. I'll come back to it. I'm sure it'll pop back up, but um, I'm sure everybody would be interested to know what exactly is like a wellness witch, right? Like they know I'm a green witch and that I work with herbs and I help people through the means of nature to, you know, heal their bodies. But, you know, I don't think many of my listeners would ever heard of somebody who, you know, is a wellness witch. So let's see, what is that all about? Um, It's essentially getting the elements of uh, the mind and body and, and spirit all synergized, right? All working in a synergetic fashion. And, and so that encompasses more than just like, I didn't just, you know, the green, which was good. I couldn't find but one of the shoes that fit for me, right? So I <laughs> yes. felt like I would just, okay, well, I am a witch. I know this, it just feels natural and that's it. Mm-hmm. So my thing is wellness, right? And healing. So that's, I really just pulled it together. Like, um, and that's, I've been sorting it out. Like business is interesting and, and, and trying to figure out like, what's your one thing is the most interesting thing. Cause I want to, I want to tell everybody, Hey, you can help yourself. You can fix yourself. Like, you know what I'm saying? God, yes. Mm-hmm. I want to scream that from the rooftops. I seriously want to climb up to the world's tallest building and with a megaphone and just tell everybody that I agree. It's so hard to pick one thing. 
Yeah. And so once I, I just started pulling all the little pieces of like, okay, well I do natural wellness and I do mostly oils, you know, but I do use other um, herbs and things like that. I'm learning as I go along. Um, But really knowing that, that what we're thinking and feeling is really casting the spell, right? Like that's the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. So if we can get us, get well enough, we can get our mindset well enough to rock out of that what is it like a divot like a hole or you know just to rock up out of there and get the ball moving the rest of it can fall together it'll come together because you've got the momentum right you've got the the core pieces and so it's just the best thing that I could find to really mesh the things together right because I didn't want people to think like oh this is like traditional methodology because it's not yeah and I don't, well, I guess it is traditional for witches, right? But it's not like your <laughs> yes. classic Western medicine, like, oh, you're, it's not prescriptive, right? It's very yes. focused on the individual. Um, I've always had mm-hmm. this, this thing for freedom. Like that's always been a theme. I think you should have the freedom to choose what's going to work for you. And that's not for me to tell you, it's for me to help you see and to ask the right questions yeah. and to kind of shift that perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I find sometimes when clients first come to me, they're still in that traditional medicine mindset where they come in and they want me to just be like, okay, now go do step A, B, and C, and then X, Y, and Z is going to happen, and you're going to feel great, and never have to see me again. And that's not how it works for one at all. And for two, that's not how I work. Like everything, like you said, is so individualized for one. And then for two, like the whole point of how I work is so you can learn how to listen to your body. You can learn what it needs. I, you know, you eventually will be able to do this without having to come back and see me or anybody else that's in the similar field. You know, like I want you to learn all this stuff that took me forever to learn. And I'm, I'm happy to be your guide and happy to show you, but ultimately, yeah, you have to pick and choose what works for you. And follow that path and so at first some people are really put off by the fact that I'm not going to tell them that you need to go do a b and c I'm like well here's some solutions and some suggestions and you know you pick which ones feel right to you and I may go ahead and like yeah we're going to do this tea over here and we'll take this tincture or we'll use that herb for this to help you know obviously manage symptoms and get their body moving in the right direction but ultimately if they don't change their patterns there nothing else is going to change you change your patterns you change your life and so they need to be able to you know be willing to do the mental work the spiritual work the shadow work you know I work a lot in shadow work like one of the things that if you come and see me that you get is like the first 30 days I hand you this thing and I'm like we're doing a hell of a lot of shadow work get ready to like be crying every day for the next 30 days because (laughs) You got to get this stuff out or you're never going to get better. And so many people are like, well, I don't want to talk about this. And I'm like, well, if you don't want to talk about that, then it's things aren't going to change. You're stuck in a pattern that's not serving you and we need to get you out of that pattern. So, yeah, I do a lot of witchy stuff. And obviously my stuff is like people think it's weird anyways, because I deal with like the medical astrology on top of like the witchy stuff. So they probably think I'm like, you know, super woo, but it works. So, you know, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was really attracted to you and initially, but also when I found out the medical astrology piece, right? Like I was like, oh, I had never heard it paired quite like that, right? Like that actual uh, terminology. And then when I was listening to your 
podcast about the medical astrology and how you could see different things in the chart. And I just was really fascinated. I was like, so it was just something in me that was just like, I knew it, right? <laughs> oh, I knew I it was individualized. It was yes, <sighs> it is. And that's why I love the medical astrology piece. Um, I'd been a herbalist for years before I came across medical astrology and it just didn't feel like a hundred percent of a right fit. Right. Like I liked using the herbs. I liked being able to help people like that, but the approach that I had really been taught in all of my herbalist studies, my courses, my certifications that I'd taken was all a very allopathic approach to herbal medicine. It was all, okay, well, this herb is good for this condition and this herb is good for that condition. And I just never resonated with me because I was like, well, that's not how herbs work. They're not medicines. They're individuals. They're actual living beings that are giving their life force to us to help us like they work with us in the fact that they also are microcosms of the universe and there's different correspondences i was like this just it didn't feel right so i a number i forget how many years ago now i was looking for like there has to be a different way to do herbalism and started just really researching and i came across a podcast called the plant path with sage Papam, who is um based up in Oregon, I want to say. Um, anyways, he has a school called the School for Evolutionary Herbalists. And I'm like, what is evolutionary herbalism? I've never heard of this term. And I started looking into it. And it's basically herbalism mixed with medical astrology. And it goes off people's natal charts. And it speaks to the fact that like, you know, the plants help us evolve on different levels. And they're influenced by the planets just like we are. And so if you get a planet that is, you know, out of alignment, you can find a herb that is in alignment with that planet. And I was like, oh my God, this is like, it just clicked and it made so much sense. And I took his medical astrology course. Um, he calls it astro herbalism. And it's great because it really, really changed my mindset. And then I got a bunch of books and a bunch of other stuff and just discovered that was really what was missing and like my whole practice was I had looked at people as individuals and it was more of a holistic approach, but I was still using the herbs like they were pills instead of individuals that are helping us on a mental, spiritual, physical level. And so that really changed my whole outlook and it's been great ever since. It's done really well. Yeah, I love that. And I love that part where you just, you still felt like something wasn't right. And it's like, it's like little breadcrumbs. Like I know like I've been on the right path for a while, but I couldn't get it all together because something, the way everything else was doing, it wasn't right. And it really is for me. And maybe it's the, the era that we're moving into, like it has to be individualized, has to be yes. for that person. I mean, not that they can't get any benefit from it, but to get optimal benefits from it has to mm -hmm. be for the individual right? Yeah. Whether it's herbs or the process that they're using to heal or, you know, their mentality, exactly. all that. It's very individual in nature. So it, it can feel a little, um, can feel a little, I don't want to say overwhelming, but if, if you allow it, if I allow it, sometimes I could feel defeated, right? I could feel like I'm never going to quite yes. get it. But then I have to remember that in my chart, right? The way I'm designed, I'm bringing in new ways of thinking, right? And mm -hmm. so of course there's going to be a massive resistance. And then that's always the fun parts in your chart that go against each other, right. To make it entertaining and, and quirky. <laughs> yes. So like, 
I super am sensitive to rejection, right? Or to being judged or criticized, mm-hmm. but also yes. I'm here to bring in new ideas and ways of thinking. So the challenges will always be there. Now, I like to think of this yep. as a big giant game, right? Just a big giant game. And we're just, it's very complex game, but we're all just characters. Mm-hmm. And if we can learn how to get our personal individual character to operate best in its best elements and give it its best tools like Mario, right? Like Mario's better when he's got firepower. <laughs> he can do so much more. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Then then we can we can perform better in this in this game. That's that's really the way I like to look at it. It makes it feel better. Yeah. It does. And that that whole piece of like adding in people's natal charts has made a whole difference too, because you really do see them on like a completely different level than what you would otherwise. And you can really um, dig down deep and you can kind of see like why they behave the way they do or why they say the things they do or why they went off and did this instead of going this direction and taking that path. And it really not only helps like, you know, in what I do, but if you really get into that kind of stuff on like like just a regular astrology basis, then you also like, I feel it gives you more compassion for people because you like truly understand them. And you're, instead of being like, oh my God, this person is so annoying. I can't believe they act like that. Or, you know, you just get like that judgment that comes up first. Sometimes it helps you be so less judgmental and like, uh, non-empathetic toward people you know like I find it's so much easier to be really empathetic and understanding when you truly get to like know somebody on like their soul level and not just their you know expression physically to the outside world you know yeah yeah bringing in that layer of objectivity right like even like human design I've been Mm -hmm. married for like 10 years when I started you know, dabbling in human design and things like that and, yeah, and yeah. exploring it. And then it was like the simplest things that had been an issue, not really an issue, but I couldn't understand why he didn't see things a certain way. Right. But then when I can see yeah. it black and white on paper, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> yes. it's like not against me. He's not like just trying to poke at me and ask questions. He has to have that. Like it's part of his design. He can't process the stuff without the information, right? And I'm just Mm -hmm. a squirrely six over here, just flying by the seat of my pants, right? Just crazy. (laughs) But his one is like, no. Yeah, very analytical. Yeah, very logical. That's that's totally my husband too. He's very analytical, very logical. He needs like all the information. Like I don't it yeah it can be sometimes a bit overwhelming like I don't know half of what you're asking I'm just telling you I'm going off my intuition because I'm like the exact opposite I'm like I just go with the flow I go wherever my intuition says if it feels right I just run down that path headlong without thinking about it if it doesn't feel right I will turn around so fast like you get whiplash and I'm running the other way and he's like the exact opposite so a friend of mine is really into um, human design and it's something I've never really touched on because astrology was always more my thing and they do work together so uh, it's you know it's really funny to see how like what they say about me compared to what astrology says and like compare the two and see how close they are so she did my reading the other day for me and it turns out that I am like super rare apparently there's only like one percent or less of us in the world I'm a reflector five two oh. and yeah so basically that's just like 
she was like, oh my God, yeah. When you said you're super intuitive, she's like, well, that makes sense. And I was like, by human design standpoint. And then I was like, yeah, well, it really makes sense by my astrology chart, my natal chart too, because I have Scorpio in five planets. And one of those is Uranus, which is very much, you know, one of the spiritual intuitive, intuitive planets. And I was like, well, yeah, and like Scorpio is already intuitive. And I have a Scorpio sun, moon, Mercury, Saturn and Uranus. And so I was like, well, yeah, I, I communicate like that because Mercury's there. I My spirituality is like that because of Uranus. Like, it's really funny. And when she was doing the reading, I was like, oh my God, that's basically like what my natal chart says, but in a slightly different like way of saying it, but it was so cool to see that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's awesome. Um, uh, my daughter's a Scorpio, so, uh, it's a fun, it's fun trying to get information from her. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's really funny because I have a Scorpio sun and moon, which means that, you know, how I present myself to the world, the sun or ego is very like mysterious, like Scorpio is. And I'm not one to like willingly give up information, but I have a Leo rising and Leos just love to be like the center of attention and they want to talk your ear off and they want to see, you know, the whole world and they want to tell you all the information. And so I find myself going like back and forth between the two sometimes <laughs> where one minute I'm like, I'm not talking. I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to be in my own little world and go sit here. And other times I'm like a chatterbox. It's really, um, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but maybe it just balances out all the Scorpio in my chart. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have a Leo sun, so I get that. But I think she, I think she might have a Leo rising or a moon somewhere. But yeah, she has a few Scorpios. I know that her chart says yeah, she's very private and secretive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, it's so yep, cool that though. we are, and we're like extroverted introverts because like we want to go out and like go to parties sometimes, but then we need like a week to recuperate because we had tons of fun and we were super extroverted. We loved every second of it, but then we get home and we're like, oh fuck, that was way too much. I need like six days to like not do anything. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like that, and I love it as a mother. Like okay, she'll go and then she'll want to be home, right? So it's so nice. Yes, <laughs> yes. My youngest daughter is a Taurus and she has a Taurus sun and then a Taurus Jupiter and a Taurus Mercury, I want to say, if I remember correctly. Um, and then she's a Pisces moon. And so this child is like such an opposite of each other, but she likes to stay home. I cannot get this child to leave the house no matter. I mean, I have to bribe her with like food, literally food. If I don't bribe her with like, hey, we'll go to your favorite lunch spot and get that barbecue. You're like, she will like never leave the house. She would just stay here for like ever and she would be super happy like it's so funny having like she's literally my opposite too like in the way the signs work up they all have opposite polarities right and Taurus is the opposite of Scorpio so it's really nice in some ways having her because she speaks to that like quiet and introverted side of like let's just stay inside and not do anything and then at the same time I'm like sometimes we just need to leave the house child <laughs> so like you can't just stay here all the time and she yeah it's really funny so I have her and then my uh my oldest daughter is a Gemini like massive Gemini through and through that's her sun sign and she has it in a couple other plants but she is definitely and she's like a Leo moon so she just like she never wants to be home she would just live at someone else's house if we let her yeah. <laughs> it's so funny how opposite they are and then my husband is a Scorpio sun and a Pisces moon. So he's just between being really analytical 
which is like Pisces a little bit. He also is just very like introverted from all of that. Like again, if he never left the house to see anybody, he'd be super happy. It's That's yeah. funny. <laughs> That's it's funny. so funny how everybody is so different, you know, and our boys are completely different too. Our oldest is a Taurus and it, he's the same way as like my youngest daughter. Like if he never leaves the house, he's super happy, but you can get him to leave if you bribe him with food. And then our youngest is a Virgo. He was the only one that decided not to be born in May. <laughs> and uh, he's a Virgo and he is like, just like my husband, but more OCD. <laughs> and it's great. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. I have a um, the one Scorpio, and then the other is a um, Taurus. Like my youngest is a Taurus as well, and then my mm-hmm. husband is a Sag, Sagittarius with a Scorpio moon. So we got a lot Ooh. of fun in this house. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Sagittarius, such a weird combination that I think would work out really well a Sag sign and a Scorpio moon because Sagittarius are like the life of the party. They want to go everywhere. They want to constantly travel super spontaneous. And Scorpio is like the exact opposite of that. So I think it would balance out pretty well. You would, you know, tend to, it would work out, but it would make you more analytical because Sagittarius are very like curious individuals, right? They want to constantly learn. They want to know all the things. They want to know why about everything. So yeah, yeah, I can see why he does that. (laughs) Yeah. And it is. It makes it so much, it makes it less personal, right? And I think that's part of the whole thing is like, we take things so personal. And I don't know if that's Mm -hmm. conditioning or just how the human experience or, you know what I'm saying? Combination of both probably environment and conditioning, but, uh, or environment is your conditioning. Just overlook my voice right now, but back to the thing. (laughs) Like it is one of those things where we, as humans, we are taking things so personal and then like, we don't even mean to and can't sort it out but when you get it out there and you can see it like that is just their design that is just their model mm-hmm. like a car right like yep. we don't buy a you know a cavalier and expect it to go off-roading you know i mean we might take <laughs> exactly. it off-roading but we don't expect it to do well if we do right <laughs> like, and if we could start looking at each other in a similar fashion right mm-hmm. okay like it's not that they're doing this to harm me or to hurt me. It's literally how they are, right? Now, sometimes some people might be doing it unintentionally. I'm not saying that, but um, not everything is malice. And even though it seems that way yeah. to us because we're personalizing it. And that's why I like it. Because if you could see it on paper and be like, oh, okay, that's an explanation for what's happening. It doesn't excuse mm-hmm. the behavior, right? Like the yeah. fact that I'm flighty and and want to never do what I need to do and I procrastinate like that's something I get to work on to overcome right (laughs) that's in my chart it says I might want to escape but that allows me to see okay well it's there but that's part of what you're overcoming as well yeah and it's also a strength helps as much as hinders like if I can break away from something and escape from it for a second and then come back to it it's good if I just allow myself to dilly-dally all day and sit in la la land not so good the things then I feel bad in a different way because I didn't get the stuff I wanted to get accomplished done right Mm. so that's kind of cool yeah it is it really you're right it really does kind of like depersonalize things I think that's our ego that wants to take everything personally you know and our soul is like hey now not everything is personal and there's like always that kind of like battle between them and so learning to live more in your soul for certain things 
works really well because it does it allows you to depersonalize some stuff and not maybe all things and not realize and then not take everything like oh my god they purposely were out there doing this to make me mad or whatever you know and you just realize that most people if you really sit down and think about it most people are so caught up in their own shit going on they're not paying attention to you they're not noticing what's going on in your life so when they say things they're coming at it from what's going on with them currently they they don't know what the hell's going on with you because they they're not in you know paying attention to you because they're so busy caught up in their stuff so taking it personal just makes things worse when there does it doesn't need to be yeah yeah and there's a once you start to become self-aware right in the process that we've it sounds like we've both been down right i, I call it self-recovery but um you call it whatever <laughs> yes. you want to just understanding yourself and accepting who you are and your role and your path and and those pieces but you start to realize it, you have a different kind of empathy, I think, for other people because they're just not aware. Like they really, truly feel like things are out to get them. They are, they really feel mm -hmm. like they're being attacked because they are, they lack the awareness of how they actually work and what they're, what I call the solution actually is. Right. And that is just getting in touch yeah. with your soul um, mm -hmm. and, and figuring out like, what is it that truly lights you up and why did your soul come here this time right um yeah and figuring that out I think it that makes it easier for me like like do do other people make me mad sometimes yes but I realize that it's my responsibility how I respond to that like and that allowed yes. them to make me mad right even if and how long I stay there it's up to me too you know mm -hmm. <laughs> so um I think it, it is you your yeah. power back it, it, you get to take some of that power back and it doesn't get wasted um, as often because we're still yeah. human. We're still subject to error, right? But oh, for sure. um, we just get better at balancing it. And then like with your astrology, like when you start, and I'm by no means like uh, astrologist, like, you know, I can't really give the advice, but I can look at it and say, oh, okay, this is what's happening right here mm -hmm. with me and this is oh okay and so it's just like another layer in the game it's like a different world like okay last night we went to bed and we were at mario 1 1 <laughs> and now when we woke up the planets have shifted so it's slightly like we're in mario 1 2 right and but we're still mm -hmm. playing with the same types of uh challenges and activities throughout the day so yeah just the awareness bringing the awareness to it and and having the ability to take your power back and realize in that you are really in the driver's seat it's up to you but it's a practice yeah right yes that's what it's like people will become cognizant of it and then the first time that they mess it up they're like well that just shit doesn't work i'm just never doing it again <laughs> right? yeah i i tried positive thinking once right <laughs> Yes. And I think that's also like some of like the conditioning from like the allopathic medical world as well, because like you go to see them and you say, I'm having anxiety and they hand you this pill and you take it. And within 30 minutes to an hour, your anxiety is gone. And so you expect that, okay, this is how this works. And this happens every time I take this pill. So when you start trying this new solution where I'm going to do this instead of the meds and it doesn't work in 30 minutes to an hour that first time 
and you're like, well, I must be doing it wrong. Something's wrong. I'm broken. It's broken. This doesn't work. And, you know, people want quick fixes. Sometimes they want band-aid solutions. They want to just feel better immediately. And they don't like putting in that work sometimes because it is, it's hard. It's not easy. Sometimes you do, you know, kind of have to deal with the, all the shit that's inside that you've been suppressing for a while. And it's not always a very fun journey. <laughs> it's not, but yeah. it's totally worth it when you get to the end of that next phase of your evolution and you realize looking back how far you've come, where you are now, and how much better your life is. Like, it's totally worth it, but you have to be willing to you know, fail a few times along the way of doing this stuff. I would tell my journey was that way. I was, I totally was not good at any of the stuff that I do now when I first tried it, you know, I sucked at it. I really, really sucked at it. And I was like, for the longest time, I was like, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. This is probably not going to work, but I guess I'm going to keep doing it because, you know, like I see that person over there does it and they seem good. So I'm going to keep going. And part of that is just my Scorpio stubbornness. Like, well, no one's going to tell me that I can't fucking do what I want to do. So this is what I want to do. And I'm going to go do it. <laughs> so that helps having that in my chart for sure but like you know not everybody has that you know ability to want to just keep going that self-motivation and so that's when it's nice to have you know somebody like you or I on their side who can kind of you know give them some cheerleading and some coaching along the way and some hey it's going to be okay you I've been in this phase before and it feels like you're stuck in quicksand or you know lasts or whatever but you will get through it because sometimes if we don't have that, we find that we don't, we either don't progress at all, or we feel like we fell backward, or we give up, because we don't have that person who's on the other side yelling, hey, I did this already, you can make it too. Yeah, yeah, and I love that. Um, I love what you said about that instant gratification, like the pill that just takes it away, because I do think that that is hindersome, and, and everybody you know, wants the result, nobody wants to do the work. And when I mm -hmm. say that, trust and know, if you ever look at my chart, you will see, like, I don't fucking like to do work. I want to play. Like, I want to play all day, right? <laughs> like, I want to play all the time. But at the same time, I have this awareness that I'm the only one that can make what I want right? I'm the only one that can make it happen. And no, I mean, yes, me and my husband can work together as a team and create, you know, a lifestyle, a house or whatever. But ultimately the things that are within me, the only thing that the only person that can bring them out is myself, you know, like I have yeah. to do the stuff to be able to, to, to feel complete, right? There's a mission. We're all on a mission. We're not here to be stagnant. And if we never, pull the pieces out. That's why a lot of us are so miserable, right? A lot of people mm -hmm. are so miserable because they're, they've been sold the story that you're, you eventually one day you just make it and then life is done and you never have to do anything again. Um, but then what would the purpose be? <laughs> like, why would you still be here? <laughs> when life is done, you never have right. to do anything again. You're dead. You're dead. Yeah, <laughs> dead of God can't fix it then yeah so like I, we've just got some cultural misconceptions uh, and things uh, but I think it's a yeah. good time to be doing the things that we're doing because people are yeah it definitely is 
people are wanting a different way. Um, Mm -hmm. And they're looking, right? And then we're here when they're looking for them. Like we're here with solutions. Exactly. We here with that safety net that you were looking for when you took that leap, you know? There's a, a podcaster that I follow who also has like a Instagram channel and like a, a business through there. But anyway, love her, Stephanie Power. She's with Lightworkers Lounge is her uh, podcast and her Instagram handle. Anyway, she's super awesome. And she talks about that too all the time. Like sometimes you just need to leap and expect the net to appear. Because if you never take that leap and you don't just work through the fear and just go for it, you're, nothing's ever going to change in your life like if you get held back by the fear then you're just gonna stay where you are and it's never it's never going to be different you want it different but you're afraid to move forward and another quote that I've always liked is everything you have ever wanted is on the other side of fear yeah yeah it is like and even like showing up today like I, I love hanging out with you and I love your energy but at the same time I had this fear like what am I gonna say like, what if I say something wrong? What if, you know, and my big things are mm-hmm. rejection and like not being accepted. And you can, yeah. literally, even though consciously I know, you cannot make everybody happy. Nobody. That's ever. never going to happen. <laughs> no. Consciously, I know that. Subconsciously or my nervous system still gets activated from a fear, yeah. you know, like that something's going to happen. But it, I have developed tools. I didn't develop them all. I I use tools. I've sought out tools to soothe mm-hmm. myself and to calm myself. And I still show up and I still do the scary thing because that's yeah. the only way you overcome the fear is by yeah. doing it. Right? <laughs> yeah. You don't ever overcome anything by sitting on your couch. Right. No matter what that is that you want to do, you can't overcome it if you're not willing to put in some work. Yeah. I mean, don't expect, you know, to do a five push-ups and look like Arnold Schwarzenegger tomorrow. It's not going to happen. <laughs> but if you kept doing push-ups and did a few other things, you know, you're eventually going to build yeah. that muscle and, and you're going to have massive big muscles. And it's the same for figurative muscles as well, right? Like yes. building that strength and that endurance and, and the willingness to try for things that are scary, right? That are big and scary. Like that's how you get over the piece and get to where you want to be yep. like I'm on my way I'm not yep. all the way there yet I'm like I said when oh, I'm no. there I'll be dead right <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah and I find I don't know for me personally there is some fear sometimes with things but because I just do so many things just based on where my intuition wants to go and I don't really question it and I just go I find that a lot of times the fear doesn't come until I'm like halfway through doing something and all of a sudden my my ego is like no wait a minute is this the best idea should we really be doing this and I'm already like you know 90% completed it because my heart was like this is where we're going and so I just went so I find that's not always an issue for me is like the fear of getting started or doing something and maybe that's the Leo in me uh, I don't know know but like I find sometimes though that I will quit before I'm finished because my ego starts popping everything starts what what, we should be scared now it's and I'm like oh fuck am I supposed to be scared am I not supposed to be doing this and so I find that it's hard to sometimes finish things that I've already started because my my brain starts getting in the way 
then. It doesn't start out in the way like it does for some people, but it certainly it certainly worms its way in there for sure. And so that makes it difficult sometimes to to move forward after I've already taken that leap. I've done the leap and I'm good with that part. It's like the the finishing part that my brain has like a real problem with doing because now it's like oh well I don't know if any of this is good um I don't know if this is going to work like I don't know what's going to happen with this so now it's just better if we just don't finish it your heart doesn't really know what it wants it doesn't really know what it was doing and I hear all those things that like you know you get taught growing up that don't follow your heart because it's never going to lead you where you want to go or you need to you know go do this job over you know being an artist or whatever because that job has stability and being an artist is stupid and you're never going to make a life with it and so I still kind of hear some of that in my brain sometimes so I find it easy to start things and get going and get all that momentum and then like 90% of the way through I'm like ooh. So it's a little different, but um, yeah, it's still basically the same thing happening. You know, I'm not necessarily afraid to get up off the couch and start the work, but I get halfway through the work and then I'm like, oh, I don't know. And I sit back down. <laughs> so yes, um, I do that. I'm a, a manifesting generator. So it's like, oh, let's start 77 things at once. And oh, yeah. <laughs> And then see what we're going to finish, right? <laughs> like, and I get that same thing, that same feeling, that same, oh, if I put it out, then it's going to be critiqued, right? If I, yes. it's not perfect. I might need to make it perfect. And then I, again, consciously, I'm like, duh, hey, you know, that's not right. And it goes mm-hmm. right back to that same spot. But once I can, once you're aware of that spot, right? And that trigger and what's happening, that makes it that much easier to see it for what it is and keep going yep. anyway, moving forward. Yeah, for sure. And I've definitely noticed for a while now, that's definitely my pattern is like, I'll get going and then I'm like, oh. and so I've been really working on that. Like lately, like that's the one thing that I'm like, man, okay, we're just going to keep doing this. Like with this podcast, honestly, I had started it in the fact that I had like started taping a bunch of episodes. I had done all of the artwork. I had come up with the name. I'd done all the stuff you're supposed to do. I'd, you know, gotten my name, um, like taken on all the platforms. So like nobody else could, I mean, like anybody else is going to come up with this since it's my name, but you never know. <laughs> so I was like, okay. And I did it all. And then I just stopped. Cause I was like, well, you know, the stuff that I have to say isn't super popular or I'm going to have people messaging me nasty things. And honestly, my poor Scorpio heart can't take that. And, you know, and like I came up with all of these road, I literally put roadblocks in my path. Like I put my own roadblocks up. Nobody else was doing this for me. I put the roadblock up and I was like, oh, you know what? I went and got all the roadblock material and I was building myself a damn brick wall in front of me. And then I don't know, it was spirit led the universe pointed me um i actually had someone reach out to me who was like hey i've kind of noticed you around on social media and you would be really great if you had a podcast and i was like what because <laughs> like i just was like over here building this wall so that i couldn't do my podcast i was bricking it off you know and she's like yeah i oh i run like a, a podcasting group she's like i really like if you joined and i think it would be great um, you know, because I really think you'd be great as a podcast. I was like, I don't even know this person. I have no idea like where they came from. 
but I, I was like, okay, this is obviously a reason that she's popping up. So I joined her podcasting group and she ran like this three-day challenge on like starting your podcast. And it was like, I got bonked upside the head by the universe. And he was like, they were like, hello, hello. Um, do you hear this? <laughs> Take that brick wall down. <laughs> And so literally within like a day of starting her challenge, I had put up my intro, uh, like my welcome, I guess, episode, like, you know, here's what it's going to be about kind of thing, the trailer, whatever they call it. And I had recorded like, I already had recorded three episodes, but I scheduled the three episodes to go out. (laughs) And then I recorded some more. And I just started doing it because I was like, if I don't do it, nothing bad will happen. Sure. But if I don't do it, I'm also not filling, fulfilling something that the universe wants me to do. And if I don't do it, then I'm not going to get the benefits from it either. Like, sure, there's probably going to be some people that will leave some nasty comments here and there. But that's a them problem, not a me problem. That's them reflecting, you know, again, like you said, being triggered by things and taking things personal when they're not. And that's a them problem and not a me problem. And I can't let myself not do something I know I'm supposed to do that's like part of my soul's purpose of being here just because someone might say a mean thing to me one time (laughs) you know yeah so I did it and like here we are now you know we're here doing this and it's been great but yeah if I had let that fear stop me then who knows how you know this would have gone because one of my sole purposes is helping other people while I'm here on this planet for this trip to, you know, heal their bodies, heal their souls, you know, increase their spirituality, get back to, you know, where their souls want to be. And I can't do that if A, nobody knows that I exist and B, I'm hiding in my house. <laughs> yeah, that two, so, that two line will make you want to do that, by the way. <laughs> Yes, it does. It does. It says it's about being the hermit. And I was like, oh my God, that's so true. Like my Leo side is like, yes, let's go out. Let's see all these people. Let's do all this stuff. And my Scorpio side is like, why are we doing this again? Can't we just stay in the house? And when they said that for the human design thing, I was like, oh my God, that is so me too. I just want to, I just want to stay in my house sometimes and never go anywhere. So a podcast is nice. I don't have to leave my house to do it. So it's, it's even better, honestly. Yeah. And it's it feels your role in your design, right? You don't have to leave your house Mm -hmm. to do it, but you're still fulfilling that five line of being a leader and helping strangers because that has a lot to do with interacting with strangers and and guiding them along their path, right? So Mm -hmm. you're still right on, spot on. I think it's perfect. So that would, when she read that, like did that reading, I was like, oh my God, that's why the universe is like, do this podcast. (laughs) It's like bonking me upside the head with it. <laughs> so it's perfect. Yeah, I love that. I love how it all like kind of, you know, works together and intertwines. And Yes, I think that's amazing. Like, as a matter of fact, like I'm just over here reveling in it for a moment, but I realize we're on a podcast, so I should probably talk, but I like to like entertain <laughs> like in my head yes. like, how perfect it is, right? How freaking perfect that is that you found your little piece and it's not just all you're doing but it's one little thing that is really jiving for you and works really well with your design right because you listened even you got ready and then you stopped yourself but then you listened and did it anyway right and that's yep amazing that's yeah that's one of the things that I totally preach to my clients and I can tell just from your post that you kind of do the same that it's like 
you can't stand in your own way. You got to really listen to your intuition and just follow it. It seems scary at first, especially when you, I don't know how you were raised, but I was very much raised that your intuition was the devil speaking to you and you should never listen to it because it was, you know, (laughs) it was just the devil leading you astray. And so it took me a really long time to really trust that my intuition was not doing that and that I was on the right path by following where it wanted to go. And so I think that's how it's been for a lot of people, you know, societal condition is, oh my God, don't do that. You know, when it comes to listening to your intuition sometimes. And so we got to kind of get over that and uh, realize that that's really our soul speaking to us and our soul always wants what's best for us. And it's trying to guide us to what our soul's purpose is for being here on the planet, this trip around, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I definitely understand that. And it wasn't so much um, for me with religion, it wasn't as much as like, don't listen to your intuition. Although it was certain things that they tell you in that it is telling you not to listen to what you have to say and to listen to what they have to say instead. Right. Um, but with the cards, like my tarot cards and things like that, like Mm -hmm. I've always had an inclination towards witchy things, right? If, if I was on a field trip in elementary school, you could find me at the gemstone bucket. Like I wanted all the crystals. Yes. Yes. I had so many crystals growing up, like so many. Mm. (laughs) In fact, we lived in, there was this, we lived in uh, Western New York and there was this little town, I forget the name of it, but it was like some like new age hippie witchy kind of town right and every time we drove by it I just felt like a tugging to like go drive into this town and every time I brought it up my parents were like oh my god we can't go there it's filled with devil worshipers and I was like how do you know like you've never been there <laughs> and I was like we can't find out unless we go there right like <laughs> I tried everything to get them to go and they just they acted like it was you know the devil incarnate was living there, but I just always felt a tug toward that. And always, like you said, toward the tarot, all that stuff. And yeah. now that I've given into the dark side, it's uh, as some people would believe it is, it's <laughs> life has been much better because I'm more aligned with like who I am and what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. And it's actually the bright side. <laughs> yes. <is> the craziest <laughs> part, right? It's like, And that's the saddest part for me is that I don't think that all religion is bad or that everything in there is wrong. It's just the way it's been boxed up and put in the thing. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and it's so fear-based and the fear we were talking about overcoming the fear, but the vibration that the fear sends out and, and the ripple it creates in the world, it makes it not a better place. It's supposed to be there for good. And it's actually creating more harm in a lot of fashions and, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm glad that I was finally able to find my freedom, right? To find my freedom and and to align with the witchy side, because that's what I'm here. I mean, the cards are just intuition, right? It's just you speaking to you in a different fashion. That's really all. It's not scary. It's not the devil. It's not anything crazy. It's just a different way for you to communicate with you, right? Yeah. So, And I find that I'm more willing to listen if it comes from, like, an outside source that I am sometimes if it just pops up in my head right like I don't know what it is about that I don't know if it's just me or a me thing or other people feel this way too but like if I just hear it in my head I can sometimes like 
rationalize it or I can push it away. But like if I pull it in a card and the card is saying the exact same thing that my brain, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I should listen to this. Like it really like kind of is a good like knock upside the head sometimes to really actually follow what you know you're supposed to be following, but you're letting your rational side kind of block. Yeah. Yeah. Your mind. Um, and in human design, they say what's in your mind is not for you. It's for other people. Right. Um, yeah. And so, but we've been so conditioned to apply it to ourselves and to filter through. Right. Mm-hmm. And some, sometimes we have to, but all that information and thing clutters it up. It's to help other yeah. people with their stuff. And intuitively we're supposed to know, right. And figure it out. Yeah. But we're getting, I'm getting back in tune with it. Um, you know, a lot more tuned up than I once was. It's a, yeah, it's been a fun ride. Oh, for sure. Definitely here. Um, I don't know if you remember like a time where you could say, like, this is definitely like, you could pinpoint like where your spiritual awakening started. Um, but for me, it was when I gave birth to my youngest daughter. Um, I literally died. And I always had been, you know, like, scared of death because of how it was taught to me and the religion that I grew up in was basically I was going to go and burn in hell forever if I didn't believe in their deity and I was always worried that I didn't believe enough so that I would wind up actually going to hell no matter how much I had believed in their deity like because I didn't know where the line was like how much was too much how much was not enough you know like it was really kind of like again fear-based and so I was always worried and so when I actually did die like nothing bad happened and I didn't see any random deities but I also didn't see anything like terrifying and it was just so peaceful and I was just kind of like hanging out there and it was so different than what I expected and when I they did bring me back obviously because I'm still here but life just looked different from then on like I couldn't look at things the same way that I looked at them before and I found it really really hard to continue attempting to be a part of that religion that I had grown up in like I had it was the only thing I knew so I kind of had been in and out of it once I became an adult but it just never felt right and I just kept going because it was the only thing I knew and like you said if you don't know another path then you don't know to look for one you know or that it exists. And I kind of knew there was other stuff out there, but it just, I didn't know how to get there. And when I, when this happened and I like was brought back, it was like everything I saw in the world looked different. People looked different. Everything looked different. I wasn't as scared of things and I was more willing to like follow my intuition. And it just, yeah, that was, oh God, 10 years ago now. Yeah. Cause she just turned 10 in May. So 10 years ago and life has been honestly and actually that ironically coincided with my Saturn return at the same time and so not only did I have like this huge spiritual awakening but my Saturn return came and I am telling you the lessons I learned in that time were rough and but good like lessons I needed to learn like to put myself first sometimes and not always other people and Um, to get a divorce because that relationship wasn't the right one for me and never had been and I never should have been in it to begin with and so I had a lot of changes at that time too as well as like this huge spiritual awakening and um, there's a saying about being a Scorpio that the symbol of the Scorpio actually should be a phoenix because they're like plot I guess you could say their lot in life is to constantly like die and be reborn again as to something new and so that's kind of what pluto teaches you and pluto you know rules scorpio and so 
that's basically what I feel happened. Like I literally, people were coming up to me who I'd known for years and they were like, you look familiar. Do I know you? And I was like, yeah, it's me. You know, they were like, oh my God, I didn't recognize you. Like I literally looked so different after I went through all this that I had friends that I'd known for years that would walk past me in the store because they didn't recognize me. And so it was like, I literally like died to whoever I was at that point and came back. And so that's really what kind of started me down this whole path. And that's when I got into the herbalism and I started looking into astrology and I pulled out the tarot cards and it was like, fuck it. I don't care if these are going to send me to hell. Um, at this point, they're making me happy. So <laughs> I'm going to use right. them. And yeah, and that's kind of where it all started for me. It was literally 10 years ago where I actually physically died for a couple of minutes. Yeah, I think that is like a super awesome story and then like the synchronicity of the part like I was turning the curve but I was like you I was still in that box like I didn't want to go too far outside because I don't want to go to hell right and I didn't want to go too far outside so I was like shifting my things and reading about other religions and like opening the door but the one thing that the thing that like like busted it wide open for me was Mm -hmm. I read Anita Morjani's book about it's called dying to be me where she has a similar experience different but similar experience to what what happened she died of cancer and then came back and um she shares her story in that book but that book about a near-death experience right was the thing that like and because I had written I had written God is love right in a book and then I was reading in her book and it said God is love and I was like that is weird I wrote that and it was one year to the day that I had written it in my journal and that she had said that right so it was that that was the point where I was like I'm I'm where I'm need I'm where I need to be you know I'd already been started exploring like meditation doing different things like that and tiptoeing around it but that was the part where I was finally like and it was like, I had an awakening, which then I thought I had to awaken everybody else. And that's not how it works. Right. So <laughs> yes, how disappointed was yes. I when I got everybody that book and nobody was like changing their lives and doing all the cool stuff. <laughs> like what's wrong? <laughs> Why do you not see what I see? And right. I think that's also another thing too, is that we don't realize is that everybody sees the world from a completely different way than anybody else. So you can have three people look at the exact same event and they will have three different versions of what happened. And it's not that any of the versions are wrong. They're all correct. They're just all seeing them from their perception, their life beliefs, their soul, their design, whatever you want to say, their natal chart. They see that from that. And so they will see something that you never would have even seen and vice versa. And so it's, you know, the world is so diverse because of that, because we all see things from a different way. So yes, like you, you're like, oh my God, this book opened my eyes to show up everybody else's too. And they're reading this book going, why is she telling me to read this? You know, <laughs> because what they, they just don't see it the same. And that's, yeah. Or it's not their time to see it the same, you know, right. like we all have that, that time. Yeah. I think I gave it to like six people. <laughs> Yeah, that would that was like totally me. Yeah. Yeah. You need to read this. Yes, you need to do this. Like, yeah, I had a a really hard time with it because like my sister, my one sister and I have always been really super close. Great friends, super close. And so when I had this huge like spiritual awakening, I was like, 
oh my God, I need to save my sister from this religion that we were in. I need to go talk to her. I need to tell her all this stuff because she totally needs to understand this too. And she's looking at me while I'm talking to her like, uh-huh. Yeah. Mm, mm, yeah. Like, you're a little bit crazy, but we love you anyway, you know? And it, it just, it was really upsetting me because I was like, why don't you see this? Why don't you see that you need to do this too, you know? And it took me a little while to realize that, like what you said, it's that spiritual awakening is for me and it's not for everybody else. I can share that it happened to me. I can talk about my experiences, but I can't force anybody else to have that spiritual awakening at the same time as me. It's just, they're destined to have it when they're supposed to have it. And I can't force it to come sooner. And so it really upset me for a while. And I was actually really upset at my sister for the longest time. Like, what is wrong with you? Why do you not see this? But uh, no, we're still very, not different per se, but just come at the world from different angles, which is fine. She's also a Taurus. So I'm not surprised to find that, that she has a <laughs> completely different point. But uh, yeah, no, she, uh, she still is never, as far as I'm aware, like come to like, like the same point I did. But she's definitely not where she was that 10 years ago when I was like, hey, come join me. It's so much better over here, you know. So it's so. Uh, yeah, it's hard. You get so enthusiastic. You just want to everybody to feel the same way that you're feeling at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's, for me, there's a lot of freedom in it. That's, that's yeah. a driving thing for me. Freedom, freedom. Like yes. when I was six, my favorite song was George Michael's freedom, right? Like forever. Like it's always <laughs> been my song. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. That's very much me. And I think it's because I was raised in such an oppressive household like I was basically raised in a cult. My family will tell you, oh, we're not a cult, but that's exactly what cults say, right? We're not a cult. Cause like if they admit that they're a cult and they're, you know, admitting that they're actually doing something that might not be the best for people and people don't want to admit that, but no, it was definitely a cult and it was very oppressive to anybody who was, you know, either identified as a female persuasion or was born, you know, as a biological female. And that was my whole life. And so I was always struggling and fighting to like find somewhere where I could just be free and I could be me. And I wasn't under like what someone else said I had to do, or I needed to be, or I had to behave like this because, you know, insert stupid reason here. And it, uh, when I found this, like, I was like, oh my God, like there's no rules to this. There's no one telling me I have to do X, Y, and Z, and I can't do this, and I can't do that. There was no can'ts. There was only cans. You know, you can do this. You can do this. You can do that. Oh, well, you can maybe do that too if you want. And yeah, it's been so freeing for sure, mentally, emotionally, um, spiritually, definitely. And even physically, like I noticed that I even physically started getting better when I didn't feel so like spiritually trapped where I had been and oppressed. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a big thing in what I do, why I do what I do. And I'm, I'm still figuring out which elements to put first, right. And which way they need to go all the time. But, um, it is that the, the mind and, and spirituality pieces do hinder the body so much. Right. And it's so it's trapped and it's stuck and we have to free that energy and let it work together. Like it's meant to be right? Yeah. We're designed perfectly. It's just our energy gets caught and trapped. And like, we let the vehicle break down because we don't know how to drive it or we're not using it in the right terrain. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. for sure. Well, on that note, because we could talk forever, but I'd like to not keep these podcast episodes super long. Okay, I will say, well, sorry. Will, I know, I know <laughs> we just get talking. This is how all of my like conversations go with anybody. We talk for like seven hours and we're like, oh, is seven hours best. <laughs> but um, just an in interest, sake of time for my podcast listeners, then uh, we will go ahead and wrap it up, but let everybody know where they can find you on social media or whatever links, how they can get in touch with you if they want to work with you. And uh, I will put it all in the show notes as well so that they can. Sure. Um, So you can find me on Facebook at Ashley, A-S-H-L-I, Twitty, T-W-I-T-T-Y. Or you can also find me also on Facebook because not thinking clearly, but uh, in my Facebook group is Witchy Wellness, um, Energy Magic for Happy Healthy Living. My mind went completely blank. <laughs> um, I'm also on Instagram. It's Goody Twitty Wellness Witch. Um, but that's typically the best place to find me um, if you want to get in touch with me. Like usually, just send me a DM. Um, in the process of deciding if I want to put a website back up or not. So, um, you know, all things in time, if I decide that they align. Yep, definitely. I have a website, but I don't know how good it, if it's actually helping or if it's just more of a hindrance to me sometimes, because it's always like, oh my God, I got to go do this to the website. And Oh, it is what it is. But I do have my blog on there, which is where all of this uh, show notes go for the podcast. So anybody listening, that's twinravennaturals.com slash blog. You can go there, find all the show notes for the podcast, and it should be under the episode wherever you're listening. So thank you again, Ashley, for coming. I really enjoyed this. I really could talk forever to you. Like you and I just really get along so well. And it's like totally totally meant to be and like I know that but unfortunately we have a time limit on these things so <laughs> we will go I appreciate being yes. here thank you I am so glad that you could make it and we will just have to catch up on our own time so that uh, we can keep talking forever like we usually like to <laughs> sounds perfect yes well thank you for listening today everybody love and light That's it for another great episode of The Herbal Iron. Tune in next week for more valuable content with your host, Iyer Atla. <laughs>